Hi, I'm Elizabeth Noyce, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. I think the CW are just trying to win the time slot war with Supergirl Radio. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you like it? It's being, becoming a human burrito, a plus or a minus. I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Oh, oh no. <laughs> so I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther boardroom or ballroom. Because really? She looks like a boss in this coat. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther. It's not just Lena being mean. No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. It's so fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are live and wired with actress Eliza Helm, who played young Cat Grant or CJ Grant in her <laughs> earlier days uh, on Supergirl. So welcome to Supergirl Radio, Eliza. Thank you, Rebecca. Good to be here, guys. We are so excited to have you. Uh, we're big fans of the Cat Grant character, and we were so grateful that uh, CJ was able to appear in the final season of Supergirl, and we enjoyed your appearance. So we have lots of questions to ask you, so so thank Great. you for being with us tonight. For and, sure. And if anybody is watching in the live chat, and if you have a question for Eliza, feel free to drop it in the live chat, in the, uh, the YouTube live chat, and we will uh, get to the, or if you're watching on Facebook, you can leave a comment there. We'll see it too. Uh, but I guess to get us started, Eliza, uh, we talk about comic book origins a lot with uh, comic book characters in the comics and also on the show. So uh, everybody's got an origin story. So, uh, <laughs> so what is your origin story? Where are you from? And how did you get into acting? Yeah, I'm from LA actually. Um, born and raised in LA and Hollywood. So I was uh, born in the middle of it all. Um, started acting when I was eight, just doing like community theater. There was like a youth theater down the street. And um, so I did that with my twin sister and then started getting into high school plays and the rest is history. Was there something that, uh, uh, was there a bug that bitch you like an acting bug. I, don't know, I know not like a physical insect. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get infected by something? Um, yeah, you know, I just, there's something, I think from the start, like there's, there's just something about being on stage specifically where you feel so alive and so in the moment and you're, um, you're reacting so organically that you sort of can't live any more than when you're on stage. And so I think that feeling um, was kind of addictive. And then um, I love psychology and just like human beings are fascinating to me. And so just getting to dive into the brain of a character um, was always really fun. And uh, so when you are looking at new scripts, uh, new, you know, new plays, new TV auditions, new films, whatever, uh, what do you look for? What do, you, what do you think is a good story when you're looking at something? Yeah, I mean, I, I think right now a good story is something that's relevant. Um, you know, there's a lot going on in the world right now, and it's important to be telling um, telling good and solid stories that matter. Um, I think in terms of what I look for for a character, um, it's a strong a strong female role or um, something that I haven't really investigated yet, um, you know, in, in terms of a character. So playing something that I haven't, and um, that was something that was really fun about 
CJs, but, um, you know, I had never embodied a character that had existed before, let alone been played by Calista Flockhart. So, <laughs> um, so that was, that was a definite, you know, when I, when I got that audition, that was, uh, fascinating to dive into that whole world. So speaking of the audition, how did that come about? Were, were there casting calls? Uh, did someone give you a script? How did, how did you uh, find out about the audition? Just the normal, my, my rep got called in for, you know, for the whole process and um, I got the audition and I knew, I knew her, um, you know, I'd watched the show before and so I was like, oh my God, young Calista Flockhart. But I wouldn't think, someone was like, would you look like a young Calista Flockhart? And I was like, no, probably not. Um, <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't know, like you can't really be an actor and be like, no, that's not me. Um, so I was like, maybe the more I thought about it and um, got the audition and then, uh, and then I really... I really dove in. I think I got it on a Thursday night and it was due on a Monday. Um, and so that weekend, I, <laughs> that weekend, I actually went out and I got uh, I got the wig and I got like this tight, tight skirt and like a chunky necklace because her style is so specific that I was like, great, <laughs> if I'm going to go out for this, like I got to look the part. And, you know, I'm a redhead, like I'm not used to the blonde thing. So um so got a wig and, uh, you know, made it look as cat-like as possible. And um worked it with my coach and did the tape and um that was it it was just it was just one tape um yeah what was so, it like uh, auditioning during COVID? I find that so interesting. We've talked to a couple of different people <laughs> who've talked about like putting themselves onto onto tape for yeah. uh, because you can't obviously you can't go in front of the casting directors like normally you would be able right. to right right I mean I think that's part of the um you know getting the wig and like really going for it because it is kind of harder to stand out because you ha can't have a personal relationship. Um, I think, you know, I think there are pluses and minuses. I think you get to work on it as much as you want and you get to do as many takes as you can, um, which is great, but it also sort of takes some of the, um, you know, there's a sort of like transcendent thing when you're actually performing in front of people that I think takes you to a new level of performance. So it's how do you uh, generate that when you don't have an audience? I think that's been, um, that's been difficult, but I, you know, largely I think we're just really lucky to be able to do our job through the internet. <laughs> and I'm curious, you, you talked about uh, uh, putting together the, the costume and the clothing. Uh, uh, did you take certain characteristics or behaviors of Callista's cat into, into the audition? Yeah. Uh, and did that change when you actually played her in front of a camera? Um, gosh, she was so much fun to study. I mean, she's just so specific with the, the arms and the, um, the mannerisms. And, um, I, I studied her. I mean, that was like Callista Flockhart weekend. Like, it was just <laughs> um, little did she know just me like studying her character and figuring out, um, you know, cause again, that's, that's the challenging part of this role is that you're not just playing your interpretation of this comic book character, you're playing something that's already been played. And so I think that was almost the most important and a character that people love so much. It's like, you really have to get those things down. So I spent a lot of time on the walk. I spent a lot of time, you know, I had in my audition, I had the purse that's always like in the, <laughs> of the elbow and, um, you know, her cadence is, um, is really interesting. It's this sort of like rhythm that, I don't do naturally. So I had to study that. And um, yeah, I definitely tried to bring in as many, um, as many Callista mannerisms as I could to the audition. 
it was definitely recognizable to a lot of us. We we could, we could definitely see Callista in there. <laughs> oh, good. And uh, you you mentioned having seen parts of the show. Uh, so were were you already watching it before you auditioned? Yeah, I was a fan. I was a fan. I wouldn't watch like every week, but um, I love I love the superhero shows. And um, yeah, I you know I have a couple friends who have been on Supergirl, and so I've watched their episodes. And um, yeah, definitely seen it before. And uh, I, I, we try to ask this question as kind of a baseline for everybody who comes on Supergirl Radio. What was your uh, familiarity with the character of Supergirl? Had did you know about Supergirl before the show, or no. was oh okay? So the show no, was your was first, first time. time. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I didn't like. I was like a Pokemon and like board games girl. Like I didn't really grow up doing uh, the comic book thing much. So um, so yeah, it was the show. It was the first exposure. That's very cool. So was it, uh, we, we've talked to some people, Isabella, um, Olivia, they talked about they had a really quick turnaround with the audition process. Was that, uh, did you did you find the same thing with your experience? I didn't actually, mine, it's so interesting because like we've, you know, we had a lot of time backstage. Um, so we've talked about that. No, I got mine in September and then and booked the part I think uh like a week later and then we shot starting in November so I had it for a little while go uh, ahead I was gonna say, oh wow that that's really different because when we talked to uh to Isabella and uh, Olivia I think they they were saying that like when they got mid veil they got it and then they like a couple of days later they were on go. set basically filming yeah yeah no it was i think you know part of it i think is the covid of it all um that everything is like a little or at least back then was like a little bit more planned out and just because it's such a um an iconic character you have to make sure that you have time to find the right person um so yeah so i had a lot of time which was great because you know i didn't have to like drop everything and run to vancouver um but but also it's a it's a lot of time between <laughs> between <laughs> booking it and actually performing. So when when we started, when we were on set, I was definitely ready to go. And we spoke with uh, Claude Knowlton uh, previously on Supergirl Radio, and he talked about uh, as a as a guest star, he had certain uh, the certain abilities to kind of talk to the hair and makeup people about what is what his hair might look like or, uh, you know, kind of certain things about his look. Did you have uh, input in, in the th kind of things that Kat would wear or, um, um, uh, or what, what she should look like? You know, well, we started by, I actually brought my wig up to Vancouver. Um, Cause they were like, Hey, your wig's great. Like, let's try that on <laughs> um, using it, which I think is good. Um, used a much better one. Um, but it actually started, you know, I didn't, I didn't have, I don't think I had like much say, but I definitely got to say like, eh, this feels better than this. This is more comfortable, you know, um, for the, the second costume was going to be worn for a long time. So I was like, if we're going to, you know, let's be more <laughs> comfortable one for the second one, like pants, let's do that. Um, but you know, they have a, they have a very clear idea. Jessica Queller is very involved and, um, in all the costumes and the hair and the makeup. And um, so, no, they have a whole system going there. And I mean, the, the people in hair and in makeup, but the people in hair are, are like so, they're so good at the job. They like, you know, they did the whole wig. I came in, I got it fitted. They do the whole latex cap thing. Yeah, there she is. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, they do the latex cap thing and they, they had to curl it and they had to cut it. And so it's definitely, it was a big process. Um, and that's actually where I met um, Liv and Bella was in in the hair and makeup uh, truck as we were getting fitted for our wigs. Oh, 
That's yeah. interesting. So, yeah. so did you get to spend time with them? I mean, you spent a lot of time in uh, scenes with them, with young Cara and young Alex and young yeah. Ken Kendall-y. Um, <laughs> Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was it like uh, shooting with uh, that cast, with uh, everybody kind of being the young versions of some of the characters that, that yeah. we know on the show? Yeah, well, it was fun because, you know, they had um, they'd been there before and obviously. And so um, so they knew each other. And I mean, Liv and Bella are kind of like sisters, like they really they really get along. Um, and so that was wonderful to come into. They're both really, really welcoming and like positive and lovely. And so that was really lovely to come into. And we would like go to dinner in Vancouver and um, it was around Christmas. <laughs> and so we would do, we did some Christmassy things. We're all really into Christmas. Um, and so we like got around and watched Christmas movies. Um, Hallmark is really big up in Vancouver. So <laughs> definitely watch some Hallmark. Um, and you know, it was, it was also just nice to know in quarantine that like, there were these people in the building that like, cause you're in the room. <laughs> so it was nice to know that like, okay, people are here that like, I'm going to know and love. Um, but yeah, they're, they're really wonderful. And um, Peter's also really great. And I mean, the whole, the whole cast and crew was just really, it, it was, it's a special group. Um, everyone's so positive and so, well, so good at their jobs, but that's sort of like a, you know, a foregone conclusion. And um, they're just so kind, like everyone, all of the cast and all of the crew and, um, you know, Cole and Jesse, and we're really welcoming. And um, I think that was maybe the best part was, um, was all of the people getting to spend time with them. The first episode, though, I didn't spend as much time. Second, second episode was more. First time was like me tracking them down. And so <laughs> are they here? No. Are they here? No. And so I didn't see much of them until the second. Yeah, no, in the second episode, CJ is uh, kidnapped and abducted on an alien spaceship. So she, yeah. she gets a lot more to do in that second All episode. in a day's work, right? <laughs> Big day for her. <laughs> so um, uh, I, I guess we uh, have a question in here I thought we would get to since we talked a little bit about uh, the wardrobe. Uh, Claudia asks, did you get to keep any of Kat's wardrobe? Did you, did you take anything from the set? <laughs> well, I kept the... Um... I didn't take, I, no, I didn't keep any of the clothing because they're all like St. John, like fancy, fancy clothing. Um, <laughs> but, but I did keep that little, you know, the napkin at the end of the episode where she draws. I kept that. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and we framed that, which is Oh, that's so cool. So, someone did it. I don't know who did it, but they were amazing. Um, so I kept that as a little memento. That's such that's a perfect... That's a, yeah, that's a perfect thing to bring. It's so funny right. that you you point out about the wardrobe because a lot of times I'll see something that the car is like wearing. I'm like, oh, I love that. How much is that? And oh, then whatever. it's like several thousand dollars. I'm like, like Cara could afford that, please. She doesn't even show up to work. I know, totally. I mean, and trying on the clothes was, I actually had two fittings. Um, and the first fitting was amazing. And But the second fitting, they they had just gone to like all of these stores and pulled things. And so they were like, how about this? How about that? We just got this this morning. I was like, oh, this is, this is a new experience. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so there there were a couple of different uh, outfits for uh, for CJ Grant. So it was uh, good to see that she was still even at, you know at the Daily Planet uh, even before she gets to Catco Worldwide Media. She she was uh, really paying attention to her fashion and really oh, trying yeah. to brand herself and what she was we wearing. The statement necklaces are are huge for her. I think it's <laughs> where a lot of her power comes from. Is those big chunky <laughs> necklaces? That and the bag, exactly. <laughs> the bag, yeah. the bag is bigger than the necklace. 
Did you have any conversations with directors or writers about the character and how how to portray her? Were, were there any uh, pieces of direction that you got that were helpful to you while you were portraying her? Um, any pieces of direction? No, I mean, I think, you know, I sort of came in in there with, they, they would say things like, oh, that was really cat, you know, and, and so I would know that, that that's what I was supposed to chase after. Um, but they, they really let me like be free within the character and the body of the character. And I think they, they weren't so prescriptive. They mostly just like, you know, if I would have a, they, they encouraged um, flourishes and mannerisms. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it and I think was good for the character, but they would like, you know, kick you down that road a little bit, which was really helpful. Also, just like Kyler knows the character so well that it was so wonderful to be on set with her because she like, she knows, you know, what she says. <laughs> you're like, oh, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and I was reading uh, and let me know if this is not correct, uh, but it, you went to Second City, right? You're a graduate yeah, of Second City Improv. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a highly, uh, highly uh, respected improv institution. Yeah. Uh, so I was curious because uh, CJ Grant uh, has a lot of comedic uh, bits that are, you know, really played for comedy. So I was wondering if yeah. your your improv experience helped you with that at all. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I think um, I think mostly what what we were just talking about, the mannerisms and the um, once I knew enough about her character and like her little her verbal tics and stuff, you can throw those in and just sort of like add the flourishes to the ends of the lines. I think mostly, um, mostly it was the buttons that I had fun with, like the button of the scene um, <laughs> to just, you know, to add something like go, go or whatever, some little cat thing that, um, that I felt free to have fun with. And I think a lot of that comes back to sort of the confidence from second city and um, learning to like think think on my feet there and um yeah i think it's always helpful i think improv is always helpful uh morgan and i have done a little improv uh we have Ooh. a we have, we have a friend who uh, bill, <laughs> shout out to bill makes i'm not uh, sure how well we did it but <laughs> it was done but, it doesn't but, matter. but he had an audio <laughs> sketch comedy podcast that we both did voice uh performances for and uh so my question to you eliza is yes. uh, what advice would you give to somebody uh doing improv because it's hard it is not easy improv is hard uh, improv is hard i mean honestly uh I like sketch more than I like improv, which is part of why I liked Second City um, was that in the conservatory there, we got into the writing and we got into the sketch of it all. For improv, I mean, it's, I think, especially for type A people, um, it's so easy to get into your own way and to like let your brain get ahead of you. And so um, I think really trying to stay in the moment and trying to like not get ahead of it is helpful um, and leaning into the character. I think that's that's always the most fun part for me is um, finding the character and then figuring out oh, what, would she, what would she say here? Just sort of like going with it and not judging yourself, not judging yourself <laughs> hard, um, as you as you go. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of judgment on myself oh, yeah. about it. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, it's, it's yeah like I was judging myself pretty hard. <laughs> I mean, of course. And you come off and you're like, oh, my God, why did you say that? Like, it's a Miata, not a Honda. You know, it's like, um, so I think, I think that's really easy. But I also think, like, did you guys do a class together? 
Uh, no, we just it it was it was an, a unique experience. It was a uh, uh, voice acting with just audio over ZenCaster, I think it was. So oh, it was God. just uh, doing. And we lines. had like scripts yeah. and characters, but then uh, but then our friend Bill would be like, "Okay, we did that. Like, just give me a couple of different like scenarios for this thing, and I'll see if I'll use one of it." And so you'd just be like, "Uh." uh. <laughs> Totally. And I think, you know, it sounds like you were doing it with a friend, which like that's always helpful. Like, it helped. <laughs> yeah, like knowing them and trusting that they're going to choose the best take and whatever. <laughs> yes. That's very important. Helpful. Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, we do have some more questions in the chat while we're here. Uh, Maddie asks, uh, how long did it take you to film each episode? About 10 days. Um, okay. So there were, we were in quarantine for two weeks and then it was about like a a week maybe a little less of hair and makeup and then 10 days per episode and uh let's see there was another question that i thought was a really good one and i'm curious about your answer eliza so uh m1 l1 asks uh, is there any way that you relate to cat grant are you similar in any ways that is a good question um yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. I think there's um I think there's a very determined, driven, um on herself part of Kat that I can definitely relate to. Um you know, she's very ambitious. I'm very ambitious. I think um I think that she's also actually really um sensitive and she really she cares deeply 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 about people and like everything like I I, I, that was actually an interesting part of the character for me to investigate was because she's so harsh to so many people but I think she actually really cares and you see that in her and Kara's relationship um and you know I definitely feel that for for the people that are my people um you know I hold them I hold them dear and I would fight for them and I think she she does that for the people she loves too yeah, I've always thought that about, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about Cat's uh, relationship with Lois Lane uh, in Snap Judgments. Sure. Uh, but I've always thought that her her detest of Lois Lane was actually really secretly a respect for her. I don't know. Sure. I don't know if that's correct. Yeah, yeah and, you know, insecurity and... Um... I think it all comes back. I think it's just, I think it's all, you know, it's all the emotional things that she's sort of like keeping down. And then she tries to keep this facade of fully together um, on the surface. And, you know, that's, that's why she's interesting to watch is because she's so much deeper than just the facade. Yes. 100%. And we, we talked a little bit about improv, but uh, when you're, when you're studying a script, do you, I'm, I'm always curious because I'm not an actress, yeah. uh, but I'm curious about what, how actors uh, process their scripts. Do you, do you make notes? Do you write backstories for the characters? You know, how do you, what, when somebody gives you a script, yeah. what, do you, what do you do with it? Yeah, I memorize it first, um, just because I don't want to have to deal with that. I want to have the words be so organic that, like, I forget that they're not mine. Um, And then I actually journal. Journaling is really helpful for me um, to sort of get in the mindset of the character. And I, you know, write out how I'm feeling about my my journal must just be crazy. If anyone found it, it would be absurd because it's like, you know, every character, their motivation, how they feel about everyone and everything that's going on. And, oh, Perry White's the worst. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so really getting into their mentality there. And I, I feel like that's a, um, 
a good way for me to just sort of like brain dump about the character and get into their mindset. Um, so that, so I do that. And then I do, you know, I do all the stuff I learned in theater school of like finding the beats and finding, doing scene study and figuring out how the scene goes and sort of why is this scene here for the rest of the show? And what are we trying to show about the character? What are we trying to show about, you know, the other characters through this character being here? Um, yeah. And then for this one, just, watching a lot a lot a lot of close to fire <laughs> i know that journal is probably private for you but ooh, i would love to read it that would be so I know, cool right? <laughs> sounds amazing one day we'll like publish little excerpts <laughs> <laughs> from the journal of cat grant right, exactly exactly <laughs> and and i'm curious did, did you uh, you did a lot of study of cat cat on the show but did you know anything about cat grant the the comic book character before before you auditioned not really. No, no. I like I, you know, not not huge into comics before. Um, so no. Yeah, Kat's an awesome character. If you ever want to dig into her her, yeah. com her comic book uh, mythology, she she was at the Daily Planet. She did yes. uh, work under uh, Perry White. She was a gossip columnist. She did yes. have uh, a, a son. I can't remember in the comics if she had multiple sons on the show. She has two sons. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, she has a, a lot of very interesting and uh uh, surprising interactions with Supergirl sometimes. So, uh, mm. so I, I tried to like dig, I dug more into like the, the story. Like I didn't actually get my hands on a comic book, which I would love. Um, but it's like dug more into like her history and does she go to LA to be a gossip colonist too? Like, is that, you know, I'm not sure about that. I just know her in the Metropolis area. Uh, if you if you ever get curious and you want to check out a good Cat and Supergirl story, you should check out the Sterling Gates run of Supergirl. I'll try to find uh, the, okay. the the titles for you. Um, but yeah. they they team up to go after a baddie, and uh, Su oh. Supergirl kind of wins her over in the end. So it's very very much nice. kind of I think what they based Callista's cat on. So nice, yeah, uh, for sure. I, no, I would I, love to see that. I highly recommend that. Um, and w w since we've been talking, we've been talking to some other actors who were in the uh, the Midvale flashback back episodes, uh, yeah. Prom Night and Prom Again, just a two parter, not a trilogy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we've uh, we've been asking them, like, for example, if uh, if a Midvale or a flashback series uh, of Supergirl was being gr greenlit, and you got the chance to go back and and dig your dig uh, dig back into young CJ Grant. Are there aspects of her history of her life that you would want to explore with that character if you got another chance to do it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I think her at that point in her career is almost more interesting than her at the point that we find her in in Supergirl because she is building her career and she's hungry and she doesn't she's not a boss yet. And so, how does she? become that how does she get to that place how um you know what what motivates her and I think that's I think one thing that I love about her character is that she she is a motivated driven young woman trying to come up professionally and there are a lot of impediments to that and so how does she overcome those and you know obviously one is Perry White but um but what does she do to create who we see in Supergirl because I think that's I think often we find that kind of a character at the end of their journey where, where they're at the height of their career, you know, like the Miranda Priestleys, et cetera, when they're, when they're already powerful, but we, we don't see that journey as much. And so I think that would be what I'd be interested uh, to dig into is how, how she got to where she is in Supergirl. 
yeah, how does she become the queen of all media? She, you know, Catco <laughs> is a magazine, it's a newspaper, it's a radio oh, station. Catco is really, if you think about it, like a state of mind more than anything. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, that's deep, Morgan. Thank you. <laughs> Well, what was your what was your uh, favorite experience about Supergirl? If somebody was to ask you, what what what, what did you get out of uh, going up there and and being young CJ Grant? What what would you tell them? The best thing out of like the shooting, the experience shooting up there. Yeah. Or or uh, the shooting and per- portraying the character. I don't know if those are two different things in your mind, but yeah, e- either mean- either one. Totally. I think, I think the relationships, um, I think really be, you know, being on, on set with that group of people was really wonderful and it isn't always like that. And, um, so that was really special. I also think, you know, there's, I had never acted with a spaceship before. And so, (laughs) you know, you're in the middle of the forest and the, you know, the lights are everywhere and they're like towering above you and it's raining and like trees abound. And then you walk out onto set and there's, this spaceship and uh you know and uh, Naxon's walking off of it and the smoke is coming out like that wasn't CGI that really happened and he, they're all dressed up and you know it's just so when in life is that gonna happen but for on Supergirl and so that um I think that really that really will stick with me um I also think um Kyler's direction uh Kyla was really good at um, ob- like object work. Um, and, you know, if you throw the rock, like when we were throwing the rock, the spaceship actually wasn't there. It was just a field. And so she was, she had some really good pointers for how to throw the rock and sort of react and create that scene for the audience um, that I think I'm going to, I'm going to bring forward um, as an actor too. So. That's really cool. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of uh, ways you need to use your imagination on Supergirl. They have yeah. alien so dragons so. and all kinds of things on the show. So. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, and, and having Kyler, who's like, she's like, I got you. Like, let me show you. So, like, when this happened, you know, she knows exactly she's been there. And so, um, so that was just really, really helpful and wonderful. Yeah, I was going to ask what it was like um, being directed by Kyler because obviously she's been there since from the beginning and she's worked with Callista back in the first uh, season. But she's also, you know, she knows if anyone knows the show, it's going to be her. Yes. Yeah, she was. I mean, she was great. Kyler was so she had her vision was so clear. Um, she knows the show so well. She was so she's um she's a really like calm and steady energy, which is what you want on set. Um, and so you know, there are a thousand things for her to be doing. And she was just very good at sort of like compartmentalizing and being like, okay, now I'm talking to you. Now I'm talking to you. Um, and it was wonderful to see her and Liv chatting and like be, you know, I think su- such a wonderful experience for Liv to like have the old version of her on set. Um, that was super cool. And um, yeah, I think, I think m- most of what I really appreciated about her was just her, her direct focus and her energy was just so wonderful. Yeah, you almost have to have that in an episode where there's so much time travel. There's a lot of <laughs> yeah, uh, different timelines going on. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I you need to focus. 
and you're not, you know, you're obviously not shooting in sequence. And so she would be like, all right, no, this is exactly where we are. And we're like, okay, okay, okay. Now we're all on the same page, you know? So she was, she was just so on it. And, you know, obviously she and Jesse and Nicole know each other really well. And um, everyone, you know, the whole crew was really supportive of her because they know her and love her. And um, what's not to love? She's wonderful. And I guess since you mentioned Nicole, Nicole has uh, a scene with you as uh, Nia and a young yeah. CJ Grant. Uh, and, uh, uh, well, I'm, I keep wanting to say Nicole, Nia, yeah. <laughs> who, who is the character on the show. Right, right, right. She, has, she was introduced on the show having been an acquaintance of Cats. Cat hmm. uh, recommended that she come to CatCo wow. and get a job there. Uh, so what was that like having that scene with Nicole where Nia basically gives CJ a pep talk to to be her best cat grant? So uh, so did, did you all talk about that relationship at all? Um. You know, we, that was actually, that was an interesting scene because um, we weren't sh supposed to shoot it until Monday and I woke up Thursday or Friday and I got a call and they were like, hey, can you do it today? Um, and so we hadn't had time to like go, go over that scene really. So it was really just sort of doing it live. Um, and I mean, Nicole's, Nicole's the greatest and she obviously knows Nia so well and, um, so that and that was that was a fun scene because it was like we weren't, you know, maybe as prepared as we could have been. And that's that's sort of that energy that gets you to that next level. And so that was really nice to have Nicole there for that. And um, she, you know, she was great at the pep talk. I loved having the pep talk on the other foot. You know, like I feel like CJ is the one with the pep talks. <laughs> uh, great to have her have a pep talk for me. Um, you know, and amazing to have Kat actually listen for a change. Um, and yeah, that was a, that was a very, that was a very fun, that was a very fun scene. That's actually one of, I don't know, I can't speak for Morgan, but that's one of my favorite scenes in that episode, just because of the foreshadowing of what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, you're, you're friends with Oprah. I'm friends with Oprah, you know, what? that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> so so, so I, I would never have been able to tell that you are not prepared for that. Uh, yeah. because I, I think it does lend to the. Uh, we don't know who each other is uh, kind of vibe in the scene. So I, th I think right. it turned out really well. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I think it I think it actually I feel like it helped if anything, you know, we had had weeks with the scenes. So it's like we were we knew the lines. It was just like having that energy sort of bring it to the next level. And um, yeah, I agree. It turned out I think it turned out well. It was a good <laughs> Uh, let's see. We do have one more question. Uh, so Claudia asks any memorable bloopers during filming that you want to share any, uh, funny things that happened on set while you were there? Oh my gosh. Um, well, the guys, uh, Naxim and Mitch are just hilarious. Um, so that, <laughs> that was really just fun being on set with them. Uh, you know, and they're wearing all these furs and things. And so they were having a lot of fun with that, um, which is fun for the rest of us. Bloopers, uh, I can't think of any sort of bloopers that happen. I mean, you know, it's part of part of the show and being on the show is that you have to imagine a lot of CGI. Um, and so that's all, you know, for me with the, the cat, it was like, you know, a creating the cat sort of with your eyes. Like that's always, um, that doesn't always go right the first time. Um, <laughs> and, you know, the, we had a couple with the, the steam and whatnot that comes when they come off the ship. Um, we had a couple like, oh, it was early. The the thing came early. And so you know, everybody go back. And um, but no, no huge, no huge bloopers that I can 
that I can really remember. It's pretty, it's a pretty tight ship up there. So are you telling me that the, the pink cougar is not real? I'm really, I'm really, I'm <laughs> so no, disappointed. I'm yeah. not saying anything of the sort. I mean, wouldn't you, and that statue, the one at Catco, yeah. like that big paint, I'm like, I want that. Like, I just want that <laughs> in my house. Napkin's great, but like, I want that in my house. <laughs> it is great. Um, well, I think, uh, let's see. I think we do have one last question. Uh, let's see. Nathan asks, uh, besides acting, wh what do you like to do in your off time uh -huh. when, when you're not, when you're not uh, in front of a camera? Such a good question. Um, I'm learning how to make bread, which is a nice. whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's popular but, uh, now. It's popular now. It's a, it's that's a COVID what I activity, hear. I feel like. I know. Um, Everybody's got their sourdough starters. I got my starter. My sister actually got it, and I stole some of it. Um, wait, I, it's so weird having, like, a live creature in your fridge. You know, you're like, I'm sorry, I got to feed my starter. And it's like treating it like a child. Um, so I'm doing bread. That's fun. Um, and I'm playing my wedding. I just got engaged. And so oh, that, congratulations. I'm a lot of that. Thank you. I, I mean, I who knows where to start? Um, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm I'm towards the end of that process. My oh. my wedding's next <laughs> next month, actually, terrifyingly oh enough. That's so yeah. exciting. So are you, like, pretty? You're, like, doing well with it? It. everything's pretty let's secure. say yes <laughs> <laughs> like there will be something last minute but yeah, I had fine. I had my shower like last weekend and then the panic started Yay. to set in I was like oh no it's so close for sure for sure well yeah we you know we've been dating for a long time and so but I've never I've never been I have no idea what I want for Anything? Yeah, no, I, I was I was not one of those people, like one of those girls who has like the whole book where it's like these are all my wedding ideas. No. I was just like, I don't know. What <laughs> that no idea. And flowers so are expensive. Like it turns out oh God, that's everything. that's my free advice to you. Everything Thank is you. expensive. Flowers are really expensive. That's what I've been saying. I'm like, great, we'll go to Trader Joe's and like we'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm doing a lot of that. I have a garden. I sound really domestic now, but I, you know, the COVID of it all sort of made that happen. Yeah. Uh, so I've been planting things and trying to defend them from the squirrels. Ah, yeah, that that's is the, tough. that's the trick when you're gardening, especially if you're doing, uh, you know, vegetables, the, 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 the creatures like to come up and eat them. So we do. I know squirrels are also like brilliant little animals. So like, <laughs> taking things away from them is very difficult. <laughs> well, I, uh, I hope that uh, you are able to protect everything that you're, uh, you're Thank growing. You. <laughs> I will not be able to, but I will definitely try. <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, creatures, we do have a question about pets. Do you have any pets? You know, no, I'm an aunt. I'm an aunt to many dogs and my parents have a dog. And so I sort of, uh, we're talking about fostering coming up. Uh, oh. Yeah, which I just feel like is like we're slowly tiptoeing into getting a dog, um, which is is ultimately what it, what we want. But I'm not really a cat person. Uh, I didn't grow up with cats. I they're very slinky. Like whenever you pick them up, they just like <laughs> fall, and I like don't know what to do with it. Um, it's really true. <laughs> you know, and like 
the first time I picked one up and then I dropped it and I was like, oh no, I'm so sorry. But it was like, what is this? <laughs> right. So strange. And like, you know, dogs are like, they're, they're strong little dogs creatures. Dogs are sturdy. So. Dogs are, yeah, it's exactly. funny. It's funny. During the pandemic, we adopted cats and I had always been a dog person, but my mm -hmm. fiance loves cats. So I was like, mm -hmm. all right, let's, cats are easier in a condo anyway. But yeah. then, but then, yeah, you're right. When you, the first time I picked it up, I was like, am I doing this right? <laughs> right, right. That's exactly how I feel. And I feel like I don't know what its signs are like with my parents dog I'm like oh, okay I know what's up like I know when you want to be away from me or like when you want to be near me like I, I can read you cats I'm like I don't <laughs> what do we do you trust me do I trust you like how is this whole thing going so I did meet a dog like cat this weekend and so I'm I'm opening up my mind to cats it certainly <laughs> is easier you know I think since we got our cats during the pandemic we like um force them to basically become dogs so they like will Ooh. sleep on my lap and they like kind of want to be in whatever room we're in because I was like nice. I don't want to get an animal that's not going to love me like that's the whole point <laughs> right that's the worry is like your cat's not going to care if you're there or not I'm like I want someone who needs me and like the dog needs me <laughs> exactly so it's like so it's like I can't Kidnap them until they loved me because I was just always around and they had exactly. no other choice. <laughs> well, have you started being more of a cat person now, or would you still think you're a dog person? Oh, I don't know. I feel like I'm both now. I do love the cats. Mm -hmm. They're uh, mm -hmm. they're they're mostly decent cats. They <laughs> usually at least one of them will walk by every live stream that we do just to make his presence known. So. Of course, I'm like I'm here by the way. Hello. <laughs> his little tail, like he usually yes. stops like tail right to the camera, and I have to push him off. That's <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little con concerned we haven't seen them. I don't know if they're up to they're, any. They're yeah, probably, they're they're probably like ripping open a bag of food right now. And <laughs> <no> curses. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So I think that's it from the chat for now. Um, so uh, shall we play some snap judgments? Oh. Yes, we we have some cat uh, grant, uh, some CJ grant uh, related uh, snap judgments. So uh, we'll play a, an intro video and then we'll get started. In the game of snap judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended, and explanations are unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> unnecessary. Got it. So our first snap judgment is. Who is the greater foe for C.J. Grant, Naxim Torque or Lois Lane? Uh, emotionally, Lois Lane. <laughs> good answer. That's a good answer. <laughs> I, I, I think that she, uh, she maybe, yeah. I think she has more of a beef with Lois. I think she, oh, yeah. she, she handled Naxim pretty well. I don't, I don't think he was ever really any concern for her. But Lois is is always kind of grinding her gears. Oh, yeah. I, I would say Lois. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go Lois too, because I don't think that Naxim Torque is going to get like any awards that are going to make her mad that she didn't get. So. <laughs> <All right. laughs> like, Lois Lane can just continuously make her mad. Like <laughs> over time. <laughs> the worst. How many polters does she need? Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Who is the better motivational? Uh, who gave the better motivational speech? CJ Grant inspiring Kenny Lee. Or Nia Nall inspiring young uh, CJ Grant. CJ Grant inspiring Kenny Lee. I like, you know, I feel like after that, like we start making making it all come together, and like that. <laughs> oh, it was a pretty pivotal. I don't need to explain CJ Grant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually 
actually going to go CJ uh, in that instance as well, because I think K- Kendall, Kenny Lee, I think he needed that speech in that moment. And, that and she awesome. really, she really, she really inspired him to sort of pick himself back up. And I, I think that's mm-hmm. what he needed in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to be controversial and I'm going to oh. go Mia no. because because I think it it led us to the cat we we know and love. It, it was true. like it That's was true. the uh, the push that she needed to be like, you know what, Perry White, I don't need you. Uh, first step of my media conglomerate. That's <laughs> real. Catching on They're that. They're both great speeches, you know. So that's the time travel question. If Nia hadn't given that speech, what what would have happened? What would have happened to CJ? They, I mean, I think she would have discovered. Supergirl and everything would have ended. Like nothing would be the way it is now. Supergirl, it would have been clear that she was Kara. Like the whole story would have been outed. So thank God for Nia. Am I right? Uh, Morgan makes a, a good, compelling argument. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what does Cat Grant hate more: whole milk in her lattes or eating at Chipotle? <laughs> <laughs> eating at Chipotle. She hates eating at Chipotle. Like being around all those people, like germs, like no thank you. Yeah, she I think she's almost spit out some lattes before when when she didn't like them. So I I don't know. I, I both of these examples by the way are canonically uh examples of things she does not like. Um, I'm going to say lattes because a cat is very dependent on the latte, I think. Very specific so. about like the degree that she wants her milk at too. So yes, yes. Um, the idea of Cat Grant standing in line at a Chipotle and then walking down the line, picking out what needs to go in her burrito is, I can't imagine it. There's no scenario in which that ever happens. So I'm going Chipotle. I actually would love to see that now. What would she do? There's no like cat's not like extra cheese, please. Like that's never right. happening. Like, no. <laughs> like a little Tabasco sauce and putting yeah. it on her thing. Like, no. Yes, I would like the side of guac. Like it's not this <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> um, okay. Cat asked Siri where the happiest place on earth was. And instead of taking her to a Disney park, Siri told her to go to a yurt in the Himalayas. Which <laughs> would you rather do? Go to a Disney park or to the Himalayas to vacation in a yurt? Uh, Disney park. I feel like <laughs> I would be with my brain way too much in the Himalayas. And uh, there, I haven't been to like a Disney place in a long time. So right now that sounds amazing to me. My only question would be, okay, so if if we go with the yurt, do I have a restroom nearby? Oh. And do I have a heater in the yurt? Those is is there question. a shower in the yurt? <laughs> Good question. I think I think no to all of these. Things. I think that's the answer. Am I just roughing it the whole time? You're uh, you're having a spiritual journey, Rebecca. So there's no there's no wait, showers. Wait, you don't need things. You only need yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would be great. Great with the landscape. I would be into that. I just Beautiful. don't think I could rough it in a yurt. So I'm probably going to say Disney Park. Great. I- I'm definitely going to say Disney, both because I love Disney and because I think my only, I could only like camp if it was glamping. It would be like the uh-huh. episode of Parks and Recreations <laughs> where Tom goes to camp, but then he gets the entire Sharper Image catalog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that yurt did not look like it had audio visual hookups. And so I think no. now there's no, no agreed. <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> we actually recently we went camping and I brought a air mattress. 
And I was like, oh, this is my kind of camping. I can do this. <laughs> nice. Yes. Some creature comforts is really all I'm asking for. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, which is the more creative mispronunciation of a name? Kendall for Kenny Lee or Kira for Cara Danvers? Kira. Kira's. <laughs> I love Kira. It's so fun to say. Kendall is like Kendall. I mean, it's it's like demeaning to dear Kenny, but like Kira, there's so much to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like uh, Kira. Uh, it's so close to Kara, but it sounds very different. So I, mm -hmm. I give her uh, props for being able to make it its own name. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I definitely I, I have a lot of love for Kira. I like Kendall just because it's so like it's so wild. It's it's doesn't even seem like it would possibly be his name. And so it's like she's <laughs> literally not even trying, like no matter how many times he tells her, she's like, No, 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 Kendall, Kendall, listen to me. <laughs> I like that I like now. the energy of being like, I've renamed you. This one's yeah. better. <laughs> Okay, uh, which of these celebrity encounters that Kat Grant experienced would you prefer to have? Okay. Meeting, meeting Bill Gates at a party or brokering peace between Taylor Swift and Kanye West? <laughs> oh, brokering peace, for sure. Because that's like you're, you're in it, you're like involved, you're like going between person to person, you're like, you're really talking instead of like, you know, what's up, Bill? And like, that's sort of the end of it. So, and like you have a wonderful effect on, you know, the course of mankind. So. <laughs> it's very important to broker peace between those two. Yeah. I think, I think I could broker peace between Kanye and, and, and T-Swift. I think I could do it. I think at the end of uh, the time with me, they would be collaborating. They would be yes. making a track together. They would oh, be wow. They'd wow, be that's even next level. They'd, they'd, they'd be shooting a music video. It would win at the, uh, what do they call them? The VMAs. Yes. Mm -hmm, and of course sure. they would probably fight over who gets to do the acceptance. But speech. then you broke the piece again and like. Yeah, it's just, it's just a cycle. Like you just keep But then you just keep over over. That, getting back in there. <laughs> right. Rebecca's a professional mediator now. So. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I would do too. I mean, I think that one's a no brainer. And then you can always like, you can always tell people like, oh yeah, Con you know how Taylor and Kanye are like tight now? Well, like I did that. Right. <laughs> I don't want to brag on myself, but like it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for right. me. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap us up on Snap Judgments. We'll uh, play an outro video and then we'll come back and uh, say goodbye to Eliza and we'll keep going with Supergirl Radio. No judgments on your snap judgments. All right. That is going to do it for our time with Eliza. Thank you so much for being with us and sharing uh, some of your time, being so generous to, uh, to us. Uh, what's the best way for our listeners and our viewers to keep up with you? And do you have any projects that people should be looking out for? I think Instagram. Instagram's the way to go. Um, I'm pretty. Oh, wow. Look at that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, that's. I think that's the way to go. And I think uh, right now I'm writing things um, and and in the process of pitching those. So um, mostly mostly things rolling on the on the writing front right now. So very very cool. Oh, that's fun. That's like a different set of like a uh, muscles kind of that you have yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's so fun. I mean, it's you know, it's the nerdy Northwestern side of me that, uh, that I love. So, yeah. Well, we wish you all the best in the future. We'll be looking out for what you, what you do next, but, uh, mm -hmm. thank you, uh, specifically for your time with Supergirl radio and for, uh, portraying a young CJ Grant in the final season of Supergirl. We enjoyed her thoroughly.
Thank you guys so much for having me. And I'm glad you enjoyed. Great talking to you. All right. All right. We're going to do some plugs and we'll be right back. If you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Podchaser, and Spotify, where we also have a Spotify playlist that includes music featured on and inspired by the CW Supergirl TV series. We are listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. If you like what we do, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you enjoy our Supergirl radio live streams, make sure to subscribe to the DC TV Podcast YouTube channel and hit that notification bell to get notified when we go live and wired. DC TV Podcast also has a Tee Public store, so if you are in need of new DC TV related t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, onesies, mugs, notebooks, pillows, or stickers, go to supergirlradio.com and click on the Tee Public store link at the top of the page. Supergirl Radio, Superman and Lois Radio, The Flash Podcast, and Legends of Tomorrow Podcast, Backlight, and Podcast Bad Woman Podcast 2, and Titans and Doom Patrol Podcast just for you, Justice League Dark Podcast, Green Lantern Podcast, Star Girl Podcast, Strange Adventures Podcast, and finally my favorite on bunch, DC TV After Dark, where you're allowed to say that is one of the things that you can do on DC after DC a DC TV podcast after dark, or is it just DC after dark? Yeah, uh, I think I, I, I made it longer DC than it was. TV, no, oh no, <laughs> I started to I question my TV after dark. Okay, okay, no, we're good, we're good, we're back, we're back here. <laughs> I, I made you question everything we're back here. We know the name of podcast. everything's great. <laughs> to blank for a second i was like what what is that what what is happening here uh so that's on me really uh well speaking of the dc tv podcast t public store we do have some cat grant designs in the store so if you are interested in that uh, definitely go check out the <laughs> keep coming chop chop <laughs> So definitely check that out if you want some Cat Grant gear. There's also some Cat Co. Worldwide Media uh, designs in there. So if you're interested, definitely check uh, those things out. And uh, in terms of Supergirl radio stuff, we do have a few uh, bit uh, uh, news items, I guess is, is the proper way to say. We do have some news items uh, to share and discuss. So I guess we should get to the news. All right. On July 9th, Helen Slater posted to Instagram writing, quote, on my way to Canada, hashtag Supergirl finale. So this was an interesting development that uh, I noticed on Instagram. And here, here's the post. And I know we could speculate on, you know, why is Helen Slater going back? You know, what's what's Eliza Danvers doing? Uh, I'm, I'm glad that Eliza may be getting some time in the finale. That's, that's good to know. Um, but also Morgan, I want you to look at how many books she has in her suitcase. So this is what my suitcase is going to look like when I go to Mexico. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I was, I've already been like looking around, uh, looking around going, is like seven books too many books. (laughs) (laughs) So I respect this, uh, I truly respect this. It looks like she's bringing, a lot of books about like fairy tales too, which is super interesting. I wonder if she's working on 
some sort of project involving that or if she's just like into fairy tales. Yeah, she might be doing some research. I'm just super jealous she has a, a, enough time to read all of that. I, I'm i still <laughs> struggling to read a book. Just, just You're going to get it, though. Just, I believe just in the, you. Just the one. That's, that's always my goal every year. Just read that one book. It's not even that long, Rebecca. Just read it. Ugh. Every year I like I take my Goodreads goal and I like I knock a couple books <laughs> off of it and I'm like this is the year I'm finally going to hit it and every year I'm wrong. <laughs> so, I respect people who can like go somewhere and and bring t like 10 books and read them all. That's that's impressive. Uh Donna says that Helen is studying for her doctorate. Oh, that's huh. cool. That is cool. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. So she's bringing the books because she's studying something. Um, she's going to be Dr. Slater, Dr. Oh, Helen Slater. I mean, like, does Helen Slater need to be cooler? I don't, I don't know that that's fair <laughs> for the rest of us. <laughs> Getting your doctorate is a lot of work. So good for her. Yeah, seriously. And uh, Claudia says that uh, Eliza might be going to a, a, a potential Ooh. Alex and Kelly wedding. That could, that could be happening. I don't know. That I don't, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if they remember uh, things like uh, adopting children and things. We'll see if that uh, comes well, they back. won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So uh, thanks to SuperQuinn19 on Instagram for the heads up about this next bit of news. Uh, authentic Supergirl costumes were on display behind the glass of the new Warner Brothers Studios store during the Warner Brothers Studio store Studios tour Hollywood media preview in Burbank, California on June 24th, 2021. So I, I have to say, I don't know that this is new. Uh, is it, is it not? Because I mean, it's a good, it's a good catch, but I think when I was there in 2019, I think I took a picture next to the statue. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I did. I'm pretty sure I said, hey, you got to get this picture of me for the podcast. And then clearly never posted it. So <laughs> it's really important. Guys, take this picture. And then, and then I didn't post it. But I, I'm pretty sure I saw this in the store because I thought it was really cool that they had like a bunch of like Supergirl stuff. If you look in the... The corner of the picture, actually, you can see it looks like another Supergirl in the background, too. Oh, yeah. In the in the right, it looks like the Linda Danvers uh, Supergirl with the white top and the uh, sort of uh, blue skirt there. Uh, yeah, I mean, it could be the case that they just wheel Supergirl out there occasionally and just <laughs> <laughs> just just put her in front of the store. See what happens. Maybe they, maybe they just drop her out there. Maybe they just wheel, wheel her in and out. <laughs> They're like, Supergirl, it's your time now. Get out there. <laughs> They're like, we haven't made a sale in a while. Get the Supergirl out there Quick. and draw, draw, <laughs> draw people in. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if this was a new thing. I don't know how long, it, if it's still there. I don't know if it's going to be there for a certain amount of time. The article was not very helpful. <laughs> I, I don't know what other costumes were inside the store, if there were. So that I, I feel like we we have some news, but not really because we don't really know anything about it. But I just thought we might <laughs> talk about it uh, just to put it out there if you wanted to see that picture. Okay, and also today, Funko of the Pop Funko fame revealed a new Martian Manhunter pop, which is part of their DC Imperial Palace series, which I don't know much about, but this yeah. is what he looks like. 
He's super cute. And, oh, he's uh, so cute. So I, I don't know how exactly this is purchasable, um, but if you want to check it out, I think they, they've been sailing, uh, sailing, uh, they've been selling, uh, some of the DC Imperial Palace, uh, pops on Amazon. So you might be able to find them there. You probably find them kind of wherever, but, uh, these are new, I believe the Deathstroke and the Martian Manhunter. So if you're into pop Funko collecting, uh, this might be your next purchase. Cause I, I think they did a good job of incorporating his, uh, his suits colors into into that costume so he looks yeah, like he's very he fits the bill. very colorful he looks great um also rebecca i just sent it to you but i did find it i found it in the in the depths <gasps> of my phone uh supergirl indeed <laughs> <laughs> was there in november 2019 uh in the before times there's me and there's supergirl <laughs> And as and as I made people take this picture, I yelled, it's for the podcast. I need it for the podcast. And then I clearly never posted it. So <laughs> just wanted to clear that up. Oh, that is amazing. I'm uh, starring this now. It's going to be my new favorite picture. <laughs> so I guess that confirms that every now and then they just wheel <laughs> they just wheel it out then they take, then they put her away they they wheel her back out they're like back into storage with you <laughs> oh oh man 2020 That's... was a dark time for her as well <laughs> in storage she, she really wants that people time she she wants to be social with people <laughs> Oh, that is funny. I'm so glad you found that. That's amazing. <laughs> I was like, I'm sure, I'm sure that this happened to me. But everything, <laughs> but everything before the pandemic kind of feels like a dream now. So I wasn't <laughs> sure. So I had to look, I had to look through. Did life even exist before I was like, 2020? I was like, what was this? <laughs> That's classic. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we should uh, get to thinking our Supergirl uh, Radio Legion of Super Sponsors. That would be Michael, uh, Sam, Anne Marie, Grout, Yvonne, Quinn, Jessica, Nicola, Leslie, Abby, Ermgard, Miriam, Sheree, Donna, Nicole, Lizeth, Deb, Susan, Naomi, and V Brewster. Thank you all for uh, your support of the podcast. And if you would like to join the Legion of Super Sponsors or any number of our levels here, you can be an ace reporter, you can be a snappy listener, you can be a boardroom boss, and that gives you different things uh, for your monthly uh, membership. And so you can just go to uh, patreon.com slash supergirl radio. And I guess we should tease uh, what we're going to be uh, doing this week. Uh, we need to get to our, our quarterly reviews. So yeah. uh, we're going to look at a, a an animated film that's old to me, but new to Morgan. It, it was new to me. Um, when was this made? This was the early 2000s. Oh, let's see. So Justice League, New Frontier. I'm having to look it up. I, I remembered uh, when it, it should be on place. my HBO Max playlist. HBO Max, the great functionality <laughs> of, <laughs> of streaming services. Um, you know what's really funny is that... Um, so the way that I, I try to 
promote HBO Max, I'm going to do the opposite with Peacock. Peacock is such a crappy app right now that that they that they've been doing commercials like you can add things to your watch list. Can you believe it? And it's like, yeah, like the basic functionality that every streaming site has. Is that what you're trying to tell me is exciting for me? It's, it's so funny. It's so funny. Which is to say HBO Max your money <laughs> we, we are you guys. we are maxinistas uh 2008 i was gonna say oh it was made in like the the, the late 90s right i was a little <laughs> off <laughs> well it does take place in uh the early 1950s so it has it's it has true. an older vibe to it it has an uh, old soul is <laughs> an old soul. Uh, but yeah, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to see if there are any comments that we missed. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, so we will be doing that this week for Supergirl Radio's uh, Patreon. So definitely check that out if you are members of our Patreon uh, page, I guess I could say. Yeah. That sounds good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that. sound good. I think you should. <laughs> nailed, nailed it. You totally nailed it. I like how natural that was. <laughs> um, but as a reminder, this is my natural progression into the next thing. We're still running our flat Supergirl photography contest. Why? It's if you feel like you've heard about it a lot, it's because we're running it until the show ends. When when is that going to be? TBD. So that means that you have a long time to print out, cut out, and photograph flat Supergirl. And those are your instructions. Uh, so you can download um, our the, and print flat Supergirl, which you can find that image in the video description of this live stream, in the show notes of the audio podcast, or at the right side, hand side of supergirlradio.com. You just cut her out and you put her on a popsicle stick. You don't need to. Um, you can put her on a pen or a pencil and then just take creative pictures of her. Where does she want to go? Ask her. Talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> really commune with Flat Supergirl. Your friends and your family are going to be worried. It doesn't matter. They don't understand you. Only Flat Supergirl does. So... <laughs> Ask Flat Supergirl where she wants to go. And once you've and once you're there, take pictures. That's really important. <laughs> and then post them to uh, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook and tag at Supergirl Radio and use the hashtag Supergirl Adventures. Uh, that was that was the best pitch. <laughs> I try. Apparently I've uh, uh, Beaker also wants to commune with uh, with Flat Supergirl. Beaker. Really? You're just going to stand right off camera? <laughs> just, you're just going to be the most yeah. right now? Is that what's happening? <laughs> that one time he doesn't want to be on camera. He's like, no, not my face, please. Just my butt. <laughs> you, know, you know what I prefer. All right. All right, buddy. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, I know. I know. I know. I know. What a day. What a day you've had. <laughs> We got them um, a self-cleaning litter box, and he's um, he's desperately afraid of it. Uh, so it's <laughs> no. been it's been quite the day for him, really. The self-cleaning litter box looks like a spaceship, uh, and it's gi ginormous, uh, and he doesn't know uh, what to do with it. So that's been fun. <laughs> well, hopefully they'll adjust, and it will be uh, good for them uh, moving forward. Oh, man. Oh, so much at once. Okay. Well, I guess uh, if you want to keep in touch with me, 
Uh, you can actually uh, follow me on Instagram at the Derby Kid. I take the occasional picture over there uh, on Sundays at 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, if I'm not in town, I won't be doing this. But uh, for a typical Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern, I will be on my personal YouTube channel at uh, Duck Milk Prod, where I will be uh, reading reviews from the top critics of Rotten Tomatoes of their uh, critiques of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Uh, learning a lot of things, really. Uh, so it's been a great exercise. I think I'm now on uh, number seven of 38. So Whoa. I'm really, really making my way through there. You are. You're just, you're plugging along, really. <laughs> yeah, we're making, a, that's a long. We're, we're, we're making a lot of progress, I think, and uh, uh, learning a lot of things from these people. So uh, that's been a really productive exercise. And um, I guess I would also, uh, do you mind if we take a little time to, for me to do a little show and tell? Please. I, I love show and tell. Um, because I just wanted to personally thank some people who sent me some stuff. A lot of times people are like, Hey, do you, do you want this? And I'm like, well, well sure, but I'll, I'll pay you for it. And they're like, no, no, don't worry about it. And I'm like, okay. People are so nice. <laughs> people are really nice. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Lynn Workman. I'll, I'll, uh, put a little full screen here so people can see. Uh, he sent me a, a Henry Cavill Superman ornament. Whoa. Which is very cool. That's yeah. going to look awesome on the tree. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of Henry Cavill Superman, so that's very exciting. Uh, he also sent me some uh, some Supergirl things. Oh, she's so cute. She's so <laughs> cute. And then there's a Wonder Woman. Oh, Wonder Woman's also so <laughs> cute. She's also cute. And then uh, we have some super pets here. We got a little Ace the Bat Hound. Oh, my goodness. He's looking so cool. <laughs> looking very uh, stoic. Uh, and then uh, we got a little crypto. Crypto. Oh, he's so cute. Look at his little ears turned out. Look at his ears. So cute. He's so, a very heroic boy. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you to Lynn Workman uh, for that. I also have I have a couple of props. Sorry, I'm going to have to uh, get out a frame to get that. <laughs> okay. All right. So I also put out when we did our collectibles uh, episode, I talked about how I was in Hawaii trying to track down some TV guides that the Danvers sisters were on, and I couldn't find them anywhere. And uh, Donna Chromines was like, I have an extra copy. I'll send you some. And I was like, okay. So, oh my God. Uh, so thank you to Donna for sending uh, these these uh, issues that I was so cool. I, I was trying to hunt them down all over uh, the different locations, the different islands of Hawaii, and I could never find them. So Thank you so much for sending these uh, to me because uh, I like the uh, historical documentation of uh, the show through things like this. And also, I have one more thing, if you'll humor me. Please. Okay, so David Harewood put out uh, a thing uh, a, a, a while back. I can't remember what the date was exactly, but uh, David Harewood uh, put it out on Twitter that if anybody wanted some of his uh, Martian Manhunter stuff, just to tweet him a message and he was going to pick some people. So I replied at, uh, from the Supergirl radio account and I left links of all the, <laughs> the episodes we've done on the, Mar <laughs> on the, on the green Martians. Uh, Cause we've done several spotlights on. We've uh, learned a lot about Martian Manhunter, <laughs> I think. <laughs> we've, we've done a spotlight on Jean. Not did, his dark secret. <laughs> not his dark secret. And uh, we also uh, still are not sure about everywhere the apostrophe should go. Uh, no, there, some of that is still <laughs> up in the air, but we did an episode on Jean. We did an episode on Malfec. We did an episode on Marin. 
Marin? Oh, yeah. I, for, I forget. Whichever. Now. Whichever <laughs> you prefer. Um, and so he replied and said that I was I was going to receive something in the mail. And sure enough, I did. Uh, so he sent he sent me a, a letter. Ooh, zoom in. Uh, that, I don't know if you can read it. It might be backwards here. Um, oh, look at but it, John. <laughs> but, it, but it has his... Uh, his name at the top, so it's a personal it said, Please safety. post a shot when you receive. Oh, I hope you look at their John. Please post a shot when you receive. David Harewood. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so this is the uh, the Jean he sent me. Oh, my goodness. He's and so he, cool. And he signed it ooh, right there. Wow. Yeah, so I will uh, I will be taking care of uh, one of his Martian Manhunter figures. And uh, if, if Morgan, if you ever want him to come live with you, you know, we can... It could we, be like a scarecrow of the traveling pants <laughs> scenario, but with the Martian man. Yeah. Well, just let me know if you ever. We're like, we're like Martian Manhunter's divorced parents. We just shuttle <laughs> him back and forth. <laughs> but yeah, so we will take good care of him. So I just wanted to thank David Her Herewood for um, not just sending me something, but doing that for a, a bunch of fans. Um, several people received things, comic books, action figures. Uh, so what a what a cool thing for him to do in the final season of the show uh, that he's he's about to wrap up and uh, you know end this chapter of his life he he gave things away what a cool thing for him to do so uh, I I certainly appreciate it and I know all the other people who receive things in the mail from Martian Manhunter uh, <laughs> from from Space Dad uh, also probably appreciate it as well Space Dad's a real one that was really cool like like. It's such a nice thing to do, like to just like give away something that's going to mean some so much to somebody else. It's just, it's really nice. I I love it when I see like actors and stuff like doing things like that. It's 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 such a nice thing for them to do. I'm sure he has a million uh, <laughs> Martian Manhunter figures. I mean, it would have been fine if he had just said this. Yeah, but, right. But he took it a step further and sent sent the the action figure as well. And it is actually pretty fitting because. I don't have a Martian Manhunter action figure. I have the Supergirl one from the show, uh, but I had been sort of waiting to get the Martian Manhunter figure. So now I have one that I can put with a uh, Supergirl. And uh, so that's, that's good stuff. All right. Well, uh, Morgan, where can uh, people find you and what are you up to? Um, well, people can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Mojo Tastic. Um, and they can also find me as a co-host on DCTV After Dark. Um, as well as Legends of Tomorrow podcast, um, which I think we're a little bit late on recording this week. Um, we usually record on Monday nights now, but now I think we're recording on Thursday night. So the episode for this week, if you listen to Super Radio and Legends, it'll be a little bit later than it usually is. But that's just scheduling, just crazy schedules uh, this week. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to talking about the episode. It's it's been a wild ride this season <laughs> lots of aliens lots of I'm like, I'm like who are you supergirl um <laughs> but i wanted i want to know like how this relates to our like post amade situation like is amade around is are we gonna bump into him maybe at some point so is this a, supposed to take in the uh take place in the present day uh it, do it does it does so we're well, the the aliens are throughout time. It's oh, okay. No, okay. So um, maybe that'll help to explain how Amade, how uh, super in Supergirl, 
aliens were both kind of new and Almaday had been around since like George <laughs> uh, been around hanging out with George Clooney in the 90s <laughs> like <laughs> maybe this will finally explain maybe it'll be like oh my god we accidentally sent Amadei to the set of friends <laughs> <laughs> and it'll all clear it up <laughs> I think every DC TV show should have to address the Amadei question <laughs> I just, think so too. just really get into it <laughs> I can't wait to see what the flash does with it <laughs> <laughs> Very important stuff to examine. All right. Well, I guess that is going to do it for this episode of Supergirl Radio. But until next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. And I'm still Morgan Glennon. And from now on, it's Cat Grant. The CW are just trying to win the time slot war with Supergirl Radio. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you <laughs> like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Oh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther boardroom or ballroom. Because <laughs> she looks like a boss in this coat. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther. It's not just Lena being mean. No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. It's so fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Yeah.